and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Once upon a time, there was a king of Cyrus in the third century BC. Don't know what his name was, but he had some gold and he decided he'd like to have a new crown. It's the sort of thing that kings do. And so he sent the gold off to his goldsmith and the goldsmith in due time produced a crown. But the king had a strong suspicion that the, uh, the goldsmith had used silver instead of the gold that he'd sent. And uh, he wanted to know for certain. So he sent the crown along to his resident scientist who was called Archimedes. And Archimedes didn't know how to do this and thought about it a lot. And then one day while he was in his bath, which is the best place to have deep thoughts, uh, he thought, noticed that the level of the bath water had risen as he got into the bath. And indeed, since he'd overfilled the bath, it was pouring out over the sides, which was a big mistake. And so he had the idea that uh, he could put the crown into a bowl of water and he could tell the density of the crown uh, by the amount that the water level rose. I don't know how you do that because I'm not a scientist, but you'd have to ask a scientist about that. Anyway, uh, the, I don't know even whether Archimedes discovered that uh, this was the um, true gold that the king had sent to the goldsmith. But uh, Archimedes had discovered something really important and it had come just like this, just a click of the fingers. And he said, Eureka. And uh, it's also the name of a town in Northern California, which is really hard to find. And when you found it, you say, Eureka. And uh, so it was, it's what we call uh, an epiphany. My dictionary Webster says, a sudden intuitive perception or insight into reality, often initiated by some simple commonplace occurrence like getting into a bath. Then there was uh, a scientist in the uh, uh, middle, uh, early, early part of the 20th century called Alexander Fleming. And Alexander Fleming was a slob and he had not washed out the dishes that were in his laboratory before he went on his holiday. And when he came back two weeks later, he discovered that there was some mold on the bacteria that he'd left there. And indeed the mold actually had stopped the, uh, uh, the, the bacteria from growing. And so he discovered what was called penicillin. And he said, Eureka. Then there was a, a fellow called Ignace Semmelweis, who is the patron saint of hand washing. And uh, it's very important that we wash our hands a lot. And in the middle of the 19th century, uh, Ignace, uh, working in a hospital in Vienna, told all the other doctors that if they washed their hands, then fewer people would die, uh, particularly in the um, uh, afterbirth uh, ward where all the new mothers were. All the other doctors resented this man being told, uh, telling them what to do. 
And so they locked him up in a lunatic asylum where alas and alack, he was uh, beaten up by the staff and eventually died. But not before he had discovered that washing your hands stops the, uh, inhibits the spread of infection. Of course, it really took until uh, Louis Pasteur 50 years later before it became well known, but Ignace was really the patron saint of the hand washing. And he had this sudden revelation, Eureka, you've got to wash your hands. So don't do it now, but do it later. All of these were what we call epiphany experiences. And it's about epiphany that I want to talk today. The first uh, reading from uh, the story of Elijah was also a different kind of epiphany. In that story, uh, God appeared to um, Elijah and he hid in a cave on the mountainside and God sent various manifestations, but it was in the word of Lord in a still small voice that he heard God and God revealed himself to him. Well, when we hear the word epiphany, we think of uh, the coming of the wise men to the stable where Jesus was born and laying their treasures before him, gold, myrrh, and frankincense. That was an epiphany. And there are a number of other epiphanies in the Bible, the Old and the New Testament. There's the story of the Annunciation to uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary, where the angel Gabriel comes to her and says, you're going to be the mother of the Son of God. And she too has this epiphany right there with the presence of God in her life. So what's all this got to do with the gospel reading this morning, the story of Jesus walking on the water? You know, there are a number of problems with this story, a number of puzzles. Uh, I guess the biggest one is how did Jesus do it? Uh, the second, which is nearly as difficult, is why on earth did Peter get out of the boat? Uh, it was a stupid thing to do. He was safe in the boat. He probably couldn't swim anyway, and, but he wanted to come to Jesus walking on the water, and of course, he failed. Then there are other problems. Uh, there are, this story is told in all four Gospels, but with different destinations. Where were they going across the lake? And then again, why would they make the journey at nighttime uh, and in the face of a storm wind uh, blowing, a headwind uh, blowing them back where they came from? It all didn't make too much sense. Uh, but the important thing is that Jesus appeared to them and it was an epiphany and it worked just like that. Uh, and uh, there are other epiphany stories uh, of moments of intuition. Uh, we're going to hear the story of um, Jesus at Caesarea Philippi. And Jesus is going to say to the disciples, uh, who do people say that I am? And they're going to come up with a number of answers. Well, maybe he is Moses maybe he's Elijah, maybe he's Jeremiah, maybe he's one of the prophets, we really don't know, but one of those. And then Jesus turns specifically to Peter and says, and who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you are the son of God. 
And it's at that moment being asked the question that Peter has the Eureka experience that this truly is the son of God. So what's all this got to do with the walking on the water that we heard about this morning? Well, first of all, it is the appearance of Jesus walking on the water, just like the other appearances, uh, revelations of God to human beings, specifically and most often in times of crisis. This is the moment in our time of crisis when it is most likely that Jesus will appear to us and to be with us. And we will have the good sense not to get out of the boat and try and walk on the water. And this is also the time when we will have the uh, insight, when 